The views and opinions that are expressed on the Dope Sessions podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect any views of any other attached entities. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go. Introducing your hosts. The guys on the mics with the voices that you like. Give it up for Kelvy and Tree. Thank y'all again for tuning in to one of the dopest indie podcasts on the planet. This is the Dope Sessions Podcast with Kelvin and Tree. My guy Tree, he couldn't be with us today, but uh, we still going to keep rocking on. And uh, we got a guest with us today. I, I've been watching her from afar, um, just, just doing her thing and just seeing just nothing but positive vibes that she throws out. And, you know, we've talked from everything to, like, music to food, you know, and um, I just enjoy, you know, getting to to know our guests, um, you know, from Chicago. Shout out to the Shy, hometown. We always got to rep the Shy. Um, she is the one-third filmmaker, one-third photographer, one-third MC who has a EP out called Intellectual Frequencies. Uh, she just dropped the instrumental version of that EP as well, and she's about to drop the acapella version. So all y'all producers out there, let y'all, let's see what y'all can do. And uh, we want to welcome her to the pod. Uh, Jovan Landry, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that... You know, you want to do this. Well, I appreciate it. You know, anytime I can come and chop it up and, you know, talk hip hop or talk whatever, you know, it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and now, you know, you know, now that you are, this is the introduction of you being a friend to the show. You always have an open door, you know, just to come on here. Because, you know, like we do, like I wanted this particular episode to just be about you and your artistry and and all of that stuff. But like, you know, the open door is always, you know, now that you're a friend of the show, like we're going to bring you back and t- talk about different topics and all this other stuff. So I'm just thankful and, uh, and I appreciate you for being on here. I appreciate it. I only been on here for less than five minutes. I'm already your friend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cool. yeah. So um, before we get started, I, I do want to mention this because I want you to talk about this too. Like you had a film uh, debut at a, a film festival. I want you to talk about that. Talk about the, the film and that experience of that, that film festival. Um, so let's talk about the, the movie. All right. So this past Saturday, October the 7th, uh, there was a film festival called the Black and Brown Femme Films Fest at the Music Box Theater up north on north side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was showcasing a dance film that I created 
with the collective Take Some, Leave Some, and the film name is The Procession. And mm-hmm. so um, it was basically a performance that started out at a church and it, you know, wind down the street and landed into the installation space at the Pullman Art Space Loft on the South Side. Um, and it was a part of a grant that Take Some, Leave Some received bring together because Pullman on the south side um, was originally like a a town where the employees that worked on the Pullman cars, the Pullman trains worked. Um, so that's, you know, where they got the idea from, you know, for this mm-hmm. grant. It's kind of like, you know, demonstrate labor and things like that. So um, you kind of see that within the film of us, you know, walking and, and, and then carrying each other up the stairs and and then uh, and then it goes into a performance, but the performance wasn't film that was in the inside of the space, but we wanted to showcase, you know, dance and, and movement and um, just a little bit of a backstory on myself. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, studied film and how I got into dance, uh, filmmaking, photography um, was when I was a work study student at the dance mm department at Columbia. So that's how I really got my start. And so I'm like a part of the dance community in that way. And even a part of the, you know, Chicago dance hip hop community, just from filming. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I showed it off at the BFF film fest. People seem to really enjoyed it. And was just like asking me questions of like, you know, was that planned or did you guys, you know, just did that on the whim. And I really appreciate Black and Brown Film Film Fest because they're showcasing different, you know, films. So it's not just your standard narrative film. Like anyone that's showcasing some kind of film, it's open. And I appreciate that because most film fests is just mm-hmm. like a certain style. Or if it is, you know, dance film, you have to, that's like a whole separate thing. So it's nice that they blended both together. And it was a lot of love and received flowers at the that end, all awesome. the, yeah, all the directors got flown. It was a really, really nice event. So definitely look into the Black and Brown film. They'll definitely have more screenings in the future. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, so with the creation of this uh, film, like this, I want you to talk about as far as like, uh, how did you come up with the concept of wanting to do this particular um, film and did you guys get a chance to like rehearse, you know, go over things as far as from a filmmaking standpoint, just to see how everything would flow. Like uh, talk, talk about that for me. Right. Okay. So um, Takes on Lisa is a, col- is a collaborative effort between um, myself, Kira Collins and Brianna Alexis Heath. Uh, I'm no longer in the collective as of now. I do still support and help out when I can. Um, but it's definitely like a collaborative effort, especially with that, um, the procession film. Mm-hmm. And so um, knowing that we were doing this film for a live performance, we just utilized the space. And again, you know, because it was like a Pullman based project, we wanted to utilize the space to create, to create it. So we started there uh, at the church and we were just, you know, just trying to figure out what what to do. And because a lot of this movement and work 
for years. Uh, we use some of that, the, the stuff that we've, you know, that we created inside of that particular performance. So yeah, part of it was, um, you know, premeditated, but also mm. part of it was, you know, created just for that performance. Um, so like movement wise and kind of tracking, you know, from start to finish was more so of Brianna and Kira's idea. But mm -hmm. um, where I stepped in was through the filmmaking aspect. And so um, I kind of just go off of how I feel, you know, most times, especially when it comes to filming movement, because mm -hmm. typically when people film dance, they on, you know, and not necessarily like getting inside of it and being in a sense, a dancer with the dancers. Cause I like to be like that fly on the wall or I like to be with them and like be underneath just to see like a different perspective because mm -hmm. the people that's going to be there live to watch it, they're going to see it straight on, but they don't really have the agency to like be in with, like with us. So you know, I'm I'm mm -hmm. utilizing that as a filmmaker, but also a part of the collective to let me just figure out how it looks right here. Um, mm. And I'm trying okay. to think what I'm trying to think what else and the music too. That also was my um, my what I put inside of that process too is um, just thinking about how to blend things together because. Mm -hmm frame so i was like utilizing like soundtracks that we've made and just some music that we just enjoyed listening to to mm -hmm. fit to fit within that you know the feel of what was happening in that particular moment because we were running and so i, mm -hmm. I um i really like flying lotus so i use one of his soundtracks because I, yeah. I, I i can't remember um i can't remember the name of it but he made this specific soundtrack for an anime movie or animation and so I yeah, really like yeah, yeah. it's like a red back, like a, a red like uh, art cover. Yeah, right? I, think it's, I think it's Yasuke. Yes, I, yes. But... So we use like some of those soundtracks for for that process. Utilizing my turntables to like create like the soundtrack, so that mm -hmm. way we could stay on time and we know like okay, this sound is coming on. We got to be sure that we're at this section right here, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess that's pretty much the process. It's, it's a collaboration. You know, I want to make sure, you know, everyone involved gets their credit. But also, of course, you know, I'm going to give myself credit too. Right. Because <laughs> it's like, it's it's so cool because this project, um, like I said, it's a dance film, but it's also uh, like, I'm also one of the performers in the project. So you see, right. you'll see me with the camera being a performer mm -hmm. but also it, it'll cut back and forth from my shot and my perspective right so, you know you can sides right so from the perform for for you doing the performance the filming and adding scoring like what's the it, do you find especially with the time limit that you had do you find it like more satisfying that you're able to just like do all of this or is this one of those things it's like boy what did I get myself into type of things but but still in all you know you're able to push through it yeah it could definitely be overwhelming to wear many hats 
But for mm -hmm. this particular project, we are like really self-sufficient and utilizing all of our skills. So like with me, I can produce music or mix music together and I can film and I can edit. And then, you know, Kiera, she's an amazing uh, performing artist and she can also create costumes. And then you have uh, Brianna who, you know, is an amazing vocalist, dancer and a writer. So we we're like a one-stop shop when it comes mm -hmm. to like that that collective. Um, but I enjoy it though overall because sometimes it could be hard waiting around for people, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. but because of this project, is very much we're gonna be like the house, like you know, we are the house to do everything. Right. We just we just gotta lean into it and you know, you know, you, you gotta prepare too and just you know, just be like, okay, I'm gonna set aside some time to put this together and mm -hmm. this, that, and the third. Like I created like different versions of the soundtrack, you know, mm -hmm. before just to like, you know, and then of course, like when we like rehearsed it and went through it, you know, it gave me, you know, some some influence of how I wanted to, you know, bring it all together. Right. What what was that? What was the actual time limit? Was it like we we gotta shoot this and like maybe two days or just a day or what was that time frame like? Well, this, uh, this project that we did uh, for the film, it was, you know, like I said, it was for a live performance. So we showcased it um, last year in September and we did it for a weekend. So at first we did like a few times throughout the, I think we did maybe like two or three performances one day. And then uh, we filmed, we had filmed one of the days mm -hmm. and then the, the following day we had filmed it as well. But this time we had someone film all three of us because it was like we it, like originally it was just going to be my perspective. It was going to it was live stream on Facebook, actually. And people who wasn't, you know, who wasn't able to walk with us, they could sit in the room where our landing place was and they mm -hmm. could watch it on a screen. Um, and just, you know, and they can just watch the process or, you know, of course, people could just watch it on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, we we kind of had a time frame because we knew we wanted to like, you know, at one o'clock, we're going to do a performance at three o'clock. We're going to do a performance and, you know, have different times where people can come in and, and witness it. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And and you did say that. um that that particular film amongst with the other films are gonna have other uh showtimes and stuff. So um when whenever those showtimes uh are posted, uh please let us know. We'll we'll talk about it. Uh I wanna go and see this this uh film as well. So yeah. Let me know. Yeah, I can also send you the link on um you know I can also also send you a link to view it on Vimeo because that's where we originally screen was through there but mm -hmm. um my friend juju their mom the film film festival and you know i was like well can i show this dance film like okay right so yeah it is <laughs> out it's out for the public like if you want to view it already you know you page com slash j leslie monique okay yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I do want to check it out, and and I do want to support the film and stuff like that. And congratulations on you know 
everything that went went into the film and uh, receiving the flowers and stuff that you did for for Saturday showing. You know, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was really awesome, and to see it on a on a big screen too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that that's that's one of my things too. It's like I I can wa- I can watch a movie. Like, but it's like, it's, it's like a different thing when it's on that big screen. It really is. Cause, um, from editing it on a computer screen, you know, mm-hmm. it's definitely rewarding to like watch it, you know, in front of a whole audience too. Right. <laughs> you kind of hear people like talking, you know, you know, in the background or like, Oh, okay. You know, it's cool. It's kind of cool to hear people's reactions too. Right. <laughs> um, so I know. And of course, I know that you know that projects, whether movies, music, or anything, th- there are some challenges that go along with it. All, although you do get some benefits of, there's a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is or was the most difficult project you've ever done? Wow, I I gotta go back in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> For that one, wow! And are you talking about just any any project from any discipline, or just our film? Yeah, any project from from any discipline. Wow! Recently, because I'm looking at my poster right now from my project that I dropped called Synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for those who don't know, it's the first all women produced performing engineer hip hop album, and it features all Chicago artists as mm-hmm. well as the filmmakers, photographers, everyone that had a hand in it were, you know, women or people who identify as femme. Um, and so it was really difficult for that project. And granted, it was an amazing project and an amazing body of work. And, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to everyone that was involved and was dedicated from day one. Um, mm-hmm. the, okay. Huh? No, I, I was just saying that that's pretty dope. Like I, I because that that does seem like a to just kind of get everybody together. There's this project that's centered on, you know, uh, you know, everything being uh, with women, uh, uh, those who identify as, as femme as well. Like what in, in that project was it just? getting the the right people involved who felt like you know because there has to be some kind of trust to be like okay like this i know this this gotta be good i don't know if i want to step into this thing what was that process of like trying to get everybody involved in that project yeah so you know being a hip-hop artist myself you know i'm circled around so many you know people so initially, like when I received the grant from WeWork to do it, I was like, all right, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get this group. I'm going to get this. This is like I already knew in my head, like I wanted these like particular artists mm-hmm. and, you know, they were down. But then eventually, you know, you start seeing people dwindling away or not being like communicative. So then you're on a timeline as well. So, you know. You don't want to keep waiting, so you got to move on to the next person or find someone else, and mm-hmm. that's how it kind of happened. And I think that was like the difficult thing about it is like people that you do really want on a project, or just in general, you know, is people you got to stay on top of the communication 
because for mm -hmm. me, I was literally the spearhead of the project. So I, there, I didn't have an assistant or anyone doing the reaching out and bringing things together. Like, you know, I had to find everyone to, and like stay on top of people. Right. Probably the most difficult part. Um, I'll also say too, like we've had some issues with the recording process where, uh, cause what I was doing with, um, this project and then my 2017 recording demos before going into the studio where I had to pay <laughs> hourly. Right. Um, because again, like I wanted, to, I didn't want to do so much of everything, you know, on my own. I wanted to like, you know. I want to I want to pay someone else to to do this process. But then I had some of the artists come to me and say, I actually liked when we like when we did the demos, like I like that feeling of being in there. So then I had to like delegate and start recording some of the the vocals um, on that project and then just having, you know, someone else mix it and master it or some 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 of it I did mix mm -hmm. okay, that with someone else. But then with even that, the timeline and, and paying people ahead of time and then the time and then, the, you know, the turnaround time is not, you know, and it's like, I already paid you, you know, and it's not. So I I think, you know, looking now, looking in hindsight, I'd be like, OK, well, if I don't get it at, on this day, you know, can I get my money back or can I pay half up front or something like that? <laughs> but I know some people got different processes of like their payment, but you know, I definitely lost money, you know, because mm -hmm. I was, you know, paying some people and then they didn't mm -hmm. work out and, you know, things like that. So I, there's so much more I would do differently because people will ask me all the time, like, would you ever do another one? It's just like, that, that was a lot of work. It was great. It was a lot of work, but just knowing what I know now, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Cause mm -hmm. I look at like artists like Loretta, I, I look at his content and just like, you know, I, I watch his videos as a free game Friday videos about like how he would market, you know, himself mm -hmm. or like when there's a show, like how he would go about, you know, um, just the rollout for that. Mm -hmm. So knowing what I know now, I probably would do it because I would do it so much differently and mm -hmm. I think it would come okay. out. Even, I think it would come out even more successful because I probably yeah. not, I would have put so much more into marketing and mm -hmm. more and more, maybe more into visuals and things like that. But it was still a great learning lesson. And it, it put me, and I think also the difficult part about it was that I'm, I'm so used to just being in the background. I'm not really, well, I am a leader now, but I mm -hmm. haven't really seen myself as a leader, someone that's spearheading or, leading multiple people because synergy was like over 50 people that was involved in that process so um it definitely it definitely like you know pushed me into the leadership role um and that also helps me in all the other areas in my artistry right no that's 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 really amazing and and thank you for uh, answering the the next question that i was gonna have because i was thinking in my mind as you were saying this the the process of working on that the the project uh synergy i was going to ask you you know would you do something like that again you know but now you know because it's always one of those things where it's just like yeah it was a great project to to do or put out 
but it was like it was so much stuff that I didn't know. And now that I know what to do and how to move forward, you know, I always feel like now that I know what the wrong things I did mm -hmm. and the right things I can do, and now that I know, you know, uh, all the right stuff, like I. Me, in my mind, I'm like, I would like to do something again in that mode because now I know what to do. But you you answered that question for me. So, yeah, um, it's, it's like a yes and no, because it's like, ah, oh, this is so many people. This is a lot of things working parts. Mm -hmm. But then it's like knowing what I know now, it's like I probably wouldn't have as much headache because some some things I probably wouldn't even allow because, you know, I went through it. So, you mm -hmm. know. So if I had the fun, you know, if I had the fun, I thought about doing it again, but maybe on a, like a national level, you know, because mm -hmm. this one was just Chicago based, but then, you know, or it can be just Chicago artists because, you know, it's easier to, you know, get together and things like that. Right. And it can be, you know, men and women. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I love the. I love the fact that you're known as the one-third filmmaker, one-third photographer, one-third MC. I love it because it's like, you're not just one thing. Mm -hmm. You you are a culmination of, of many things. And I know that sometimes even though, you know, you can be several things, they always try to tend to put you in one particular box. Mm -hmm. um, but I love the fact that you you push yourself forward in with that moniker. Um, what was the the basis for you to create that moniker and um, and why did you feel it was important for you to push that? Yeah, I, I definitely fought for being multidisciplinary probably since like, you know, the early 2010s. Right. And it's crazy because I, I remember someone was like, why do you say one third? That means like you're doing one third of the all into that one thing. And it's just like, no, it's not true. Like bakery or like um, when you're baking something, you know, mm -hmm. you need one third of milk and you need a fourth of sugar and you need this and this. And it creates the whole thing, the whole, you know, cake or whatever the thing that you're making. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, they're all playing their parts equally. And, um, and what's crazy is like when I started like, you know, getting into the artistry, I was, um, in high school, I was a junior high and all mm -hmm. of these things and film and photography, they all happened in 2008 at, I wouldn't say at the same exact time, but I would say like early 2008, my cousin put me on to Fruity Loops and then starting my junior year, I I got into digital photography class. They just offered digital photography that year. And then I was always like looking at like, cause we used to have like uh, the TV production and you know, they'll play it during homeroom. And I would, I had asked my counselor, like how did, like what, like what classes that are like, you know, who is doing that? And he's like, it's TV production. I signed up for that. And mm -hmm. so it all happened all at once. I didn't know I was one third back then but that but it all happened you know it it just just came naturally for me to just want to be these different things because that's what I was interested in that's why I really like to do but in college I don't even know how I even came about the one-third filmmaker photographer MC. but 
I knew that these are the things that are wrong at doing. And I want to put myself mm -hmm. out there as what I now know is multidisciplinary. I didn't know no interdisciplinary, no multimedia, no, no multi nothing. I didn't, I just like, I just, you know, that we know in the world to be separate, but natural and they, you know, they wave together because I can utilize my film skills in my music and then, and in my photography, photography and my music as well, or create soundtracks for my videos, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's so well, but I, I definitely had to fight because, you know, people will ask me, well, what do you, could just be this one thing or just market yourself as one thing and then you know mm -hmm. kind of just leave everything separate and all that because in the beginning I did create like a separate YouTube channel for them you know no, and one channel like another YouTube channel for this and and it just sometimes it just comes it just becomes too much to manage you know when you have to just like keep it all separate so I make sure I let people know every time, like I'm a filmmaker, photographer, and a hip hop artist, and a beat maker, and this, and this. Right. <laughs> the thing is, everybody is, you know, a multimedia artist or multi hyphenate. Like we don't, yeah. we don't. Definitely. I mean, Diddy, Diddy is, you know, artist and mm. has his own alcohol brand, and had Sean John, and is a producer, mm. and you know all these things, and. You know, Missy Elliott was a visionary, even though we know her as, you know, a music artist, but she also created video concepts. Like everyone mm -hmm. has done it. You know, Left Eye, one of my, was a rapper, but also different music groups and was into fashion and cooking. You know, we all have mm -hmm. the, we all have the ability to do certain things, but also too, like they say, you got to have like the different revenue streams. So, you know, it, it comes in handy as well as a way of living when, yeah. you know, I can tap into my filmmaking and be of service to somebody else, or I can make beats for somebody. I can perform as an artist. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you d definitely have your different avenues because for me, when I look at myself, like in the future, I may not want to be you know, a live performer, I might want to be a mentor or a manager. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you got to tap into all your skills because um, it comes in handy when you, when you know, when you know how to do something because a benefit of me knowing film as a music artist, you know, someone may not, I can talk the language, you know, somebody right. try to, you yeah. know, try like that i'll be like no can i get a backup of my files and you know because i don't want nobody saying oh i lost i lost the footage you know like i i can now prepare and because i have those skill sets you know i i kind of know the you know the, the other side of the the rope or the sword if that makes right sense. no no that that makes perfect sense and i i look at it like this because what you said is, is really so true because i think when when i started out like I just wanted to be, I just wanted to rap. I just wanted to be a rapper. But I knew how much that I, I loved film, so I wanted to do filmmaking. And and I I cook, so you know, that, that's something else that I do. And, and I remember even with me rapping, like, I've always, like, in my head thought of, like, oh, this would sound good 
this 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 song and, and if, if I did it like this, this would sound so good. And then mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, maybe I maybe I should start making beats. Like that yeah. it just and it just happened like that. And so um like even when um I created my uh my my crew, the the Lo-Fi Collective, like that that was just for me to be like, okay, I wanna I want to be able to make I want to be able to make beats and then have a crew of, of us that make beats and we just put out you know we just put out tracks and all this other yeah. stuff and, but it's like you know I, I totally get because we are so much than just one particular thing and even though I tried to put myself in that box you know of just wanting to just rap you know that that realization of no I like I love this and I love doing this and I love doing this and I want to do this you know I don't want to be in that box so no I, I applaud you for not wanting to be in a box even though a lot of people will put you in a particular box but you do so much you know and and and, and we all do so much that you can't you know put us in that box and I and I did that Yep, and, and you stand out more as well than mm-hmm. you, you know. You can yeah. you, you you stand out and you become more to offer to the world that way too. And mm-hmm. and and on top of that too, you know, I had someone uh, tell me like back in the day, a track about you being a filmmaker and photographer, and that's how one of my songs for the books became to be. And I was like, I never even thought about rapping about the other things that I do. Right. So, you know, you, you can bring, you can pull that other discipline as well. Cause no, no rapper is talking about filming. <laughs> right. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can tie it all in. So that way people know that I am these things. Like I'm not just a rapper and I, and I mm-hmm. still get it to the, to this day too. Like um, I was filming a studio session for an artist and I knew the drummer and the drummer is like, I thought I didn't, even though I felt like I've known him around for, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you still surprise people, but also, like yeah. I said, it, it, it comes in handy when you are, when you do music, like if I'm filming a music artist, mm-hmm. musician, I, I know how, how to film things. I know like, okay, I know this artist is going to be wanting to look for this mm-hmm. kind of shot or this moment. So mm-hmm. it, it helps when you actually know the community or you know the thing that you're rapping about. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Al, you mentioned something before um, about Columbia. And, you know, uh, I went to Columbia myself. I didn't get to finish, but I, I went to Columbia. That's a typical um, story, major. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, no, seriously, it, it really is. It's a lot of people's story. But I, I do... I enjoyed the time that I had at Columbia. Uh, my major was actually uh, it started off for like screenwriting for uh, uh, for, for film, and then I switched my major to uh, to screenwriting for television. Okay. Um, and and so, um, but what what were some what were some certain things from being in Columbia that you like kept with you? connections 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 networking for sure Uh Uh, because i you know i think about sometimes like 
man, I was a promise that job at at the at NBC or in the, these different things. And, you know, I had to put the blame on myself because I wasn't as much of a go-getter like as I was like when I got out of college as far as like, I need to meet these people and I need to get an internship, you know, because I, I did wish that when I when I did graduate is that I had a job waiting for me as soon as I crossed that stage. But what I will say is that Columbia has gave me so many connections that even people I didn't meet from Columbia, like me at Columbia, mm-hmm. Columbia still had a part to play in it because I went there and I was connected with someone that that, you know, went there and they're connected to the person that I'm now, you know, being in connections with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely would say that for sure is is connections. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Well, I will say that um, I, when I went there, I, I initially went for cinematography for film, but mm-hmm. then I felt like just in general that um, that program at the time, at least because I don't know how it is now, but I mm-hmm. knew like I really liked music videos and I like YouTube video blogs and short form content. And I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, at the time they didn't really have that to offer it was more so just like standard films uh and i wanted to like change majors but then i stuck around and i just changed my concentration to general so i could like try out different things um Mm. so but i met someone at at columbia and i was like i think i'm gonna gonna change my majors and she just like instilled in me like you can still study film you can still do the things that you know that you want to do um you could just learn from what you get from these classes mm-hmm. so yeah just i guess overall just the connection the people that i met and you know everyone that went there is not all from chicago you mean people from all different places yeah you have yeah. all different perspectives and um it also the performance like being i performed for the first time there as well so that's something that sticks with me as well as like my first performance memories. They were all there. And that's how I kind of like sharpened up my performance skill. Right. And also too, I, I was just there's this one artist uh, named Lamijah or Limitless mm-hmm. as I know him as. And I remember when I did my first 21 plus show at Sub T, mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember he was telling me like hold the microphone, like hold the microphone like this, you know? And so mm-hmm. I was like, I learned, I'm just learning a lot and soaking up a lot from everybody, you know, and to be like who I am today. Hmm. No, that's, that's really amazing. Like I, um, um, let me tell y'all something everybody, like Javon has never lied when, when Columbia, I remember going to uh, when I first started going to Columbia and I had a orientation and the one thing they kept saying was connections, connections, connections. Like you yeah. make so many connections at that school and, and not just particularly at that school. You can go somewhere else mm-hmm. and have a conversation with somebody and you find out that y'all both went to Columbia. Like, yep. Like, I Columbia think it's so like it, it's spread. It's like 
magic dust. It's just like everywhere. It's like mm -hmm. and, and I think I, I I I'm remembering now what the what the terminology was. They're like find your creative posse or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, some but some but like you said, like a lot of people's stories is oh, I went to Columbia, I didn't finish. But it, even even if you just go and you don't finish, you still like still make the connections. And even if yeah. you don't go to college, because I'm, you know, I'm not pushing college on anyone knowing, you know, at least knowing like it's it's crazy because it's like uh, like Columbia was very good to me in regards to like meeting different people. Yeah. But, but it's also but, you know, you can also do that outside of college as well. You know, you mm -hmm. just have to have that drive to just go to these places and still meet people that went to Columbia or is going yeah. to Columbia, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know that's that's a great like you know tip is to just know, go, network. go meet people definitely. yeah and it, it, it's funny too because not only will you meet your creative partners right but it's like you'll also do something totally different from where you met your your, your creative partner mm -hmm. like I got introduced to radio from two guys that I met at Columbia who were who were film majors oh, and wow. and they were talking about they were putting together this uh this radio like this internet radio show and and I remember just having a meeting with these guys and they're just like oh man we gotta have you as a host and because of that it introduced me to a medium that I never thought that I would ever be in. I never thought that I would ever be in radio. Mm -hmm. And then when I did it, I loved I loved it so much that I just like I we did that show together and then when that show ended and then I did another show, another internet radio show. And then then that led me into like, you know, trying to get more into radio and it was a lot of pushback from that. But then being able to create my own thing with this podcast and, and stuff like that. So it was just like that, that part has always stuck with me too. Cause a lot of like, and I think people don't understand that too. There's a lot of times that you will meet your creative partner in a medium that's totally different. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Just like I was telling you with dance, like I love dance, especially hip hop dance. Never would have mm -hmm. thought that I would be, the filmmaker that shoots dance like around Chicago because like a few dancers would tell me that it's not an it's not a lot of people that know how to film dance in Chicago I'm like what but it is definitely an art to it but because of that I've I like it has taken me to places like Nigeria and Haiti and New Orleans and then mm -hmm. now creating more connections with the whole world now because right. of that so that's why I'm like, shout out to Columbia and the people that I met there because now, now like people are connecting me globally from mm -hmm. just when I was just in Chicago at that one school. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely amazing. Yeah, no, that definitely. Um, I, I want to, um, I want to get to know you as a, as the MC. Okay. Um, I know for me as an MC, one of my one of my all-time favorites. Um, I have like I have a bunch of them, but like my three main ones are 
MF Doom, Ice Cube, and Common. Those are like my three main ones. Okay. And, and I and I tried to like, I remember like when I first started like rhyming, like I just I wanted to emulate them, but you know, after a while, after the emulation is over, you you find your own voice. Exactly. Uh, what were the artists for you that stuck with you that you kind of emulated, but you found your voice, your own voice through? Yeah. So for me, starting now, I would definitely say Common, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably say okay. those. Yeah, because um, I grew up in Minnesota. The skirt. Huh? I said the illest pit bull in a skirt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, when I when I was growing up in Minnesota, because um, I spent most of my childhood there, I was listening to Eve on my CD, riding my bike, mm-hmm. and I, you know. It's funny because it's like, do I even have any business listening to this? Because she was like gangster, and I'm like a little kid. Right. But I felt, <laughs> but I felt like I could um, resonate with her because she's a Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio, and mm-hmm. so I'm just like, this is me, you know. So it's, mm. but at that time when I was a kid, I wasn't thinking about I wanted to be a rapper, but I definitely still resonated. I still felt like her. So mm-hmm. uh, when I started rapping, I definitely was tapped in, you know, and, you know, I didn't look like her at all, but just like, as far as like the rap style and then mm-hmm. um, listening to Chicago artists, Common, Kanye West, again, being, being in Minnesota, but also having like roots in Chicago, you know, you feel like this is my people. Like when you listen yeah. to them in a whole different state, but knowing like my people, I'm from Chicago and you just start uh-huh. hearing it. It's just like, oh, they putting on for the city. I was just like, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely say they they definitely was like my initial like influences. And I just, he put me on to comment and Kanye West as far as like, cause he would like burn the CDs for us and mm-hmm. put it, you know, and, and like send it to us. And uh, yeah, those yeah. Two, those those three. Okay, so same same question as far as uh, so I'm I'm gonna take the rap part out and I'm gonna put in producing. Ooh, ah, that's so it's so many people I can think <laughs> of. <laughs> um, when I first started, right? Like if mm-hmm. when I first started, like we were like the three. Uh, I'm gonna say Swiss Beats, mm-hmm. and um, I'm trying to think Timbaland, mm-hmm. and who else that was really that really stuck out as a producer. Mm-hmm. I gotta think on that. Think. A producer. I don't think I knew of Jay Dilla at the time, or like his All impact, right. or like who he. Who he was, um, like who he was at the time. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. To, well, you know what? I'll say. I'll say my cousin. I'll put him. I'll put him there because, like, he doesn't make the same kind of music, but he put me on to making beats. Right. Uh, and I, I guess I could throw Kanye West in there because he because mm-hmm. he produces well. Mm-hmm. Um, but my cousin for sure, just because I was always like really interested in making beats or just like watching the process of how yeah. people make music. Cause like, I really like watching the behind the, the music and like the, the documentaries about people. 
So yeah. I always loved the process. But then when my cousin Chris put me on to Fruity Loops, I was like blown away because I'm like, oh, I don't have to be like a famous like celebrity to get into music. I can just have a computer and the keyboard. Mm -hmm. So that really that that really like just blew me away because I'm like, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Like I could do it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that, that's 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 how like um I like I would say like. My like for me, my absolute, my absolute three producers that I'm just like yeah. Like anytime like if I when I have to make a beat, I have to listen to them. Yeah, and it's to like mimic, but just like okay, I wanna, I gotta feel that that vibe. I gotta, I gotta listen yeah. to them. I gotta listen to Knife Wonder. And and I have to listen to uh, uh, the jobbies. Okay. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's a good. That's a good combo. Yeah. I and they all kind of live together too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I have to listen to them just so I can just like, just so I can just like, I, I just want to feel like a vibe. I don't want to mimic them. Any. I just. I just. I have to get a vibe before I actually sit down and just start making making beats exactly and at um, the time, i was gonna say at the time when i was uh coming up and making tracks that's when youtube came to be so i was watching people's you know beat videos on there as well uh-huh so, yeah that also was an inspiration as well just watching other people just you know regular people doing it yeah 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 definitely i i will say this like when i Cause you talk about you talk about fruity loops. Like when I when I attempted to do fruity loops, it was like I was okay with it, but like I, I just I just wanted to be so advanced just like everybody else. But it was like it was it was okay. I was like yeah. okay with fruity loops, but like everybody else seemed to just like like of course you start off rough, but then you 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 just start to get it, mm. and it's like. With me and Fruity Loose, I, I kept saying like one day I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back to it. Yeah. Just, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and just I, and I never went back to it, but like um but yeah, it's it's, it's it was different for me, I think. With yeah. yeah. What was you um what did you end up using since that didn't um, work out? I well yeah, I started out like I said, I started out with Fruity Loops. And then, um, I, like I said, I was just okay with it. And then um, I was in this uh, I was in this group called Black, uh, Black Cinema, and um, uh, uh, Lenny Virgo um, was in the group with me. He used to be known as Anton James. He switched the name to Lenny Virgo. Okay. He started kind of teaching me some stuff, and so we started using this this uh koala sampler program okay and so i just started using that and then i just started kind of working with it more and more and then i just i just kind of stuck with 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 the koala sampler stuff before the koala sampler yeah no yeah. this is really good it's a really good program okay um, yeah, so that that that's basically what I use. Um, I'm I'm uh, I do want to like uh, 
I want to learn how to like do others like so like MPC and all of that stuff. I, I want to like get into that as well. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, um I don't use Fruity Loops anymore. I, I stopped using it after like 2010 when I had to uh, yeah. when I had to get a MacBook for um Columbia for the film yeah. program. We had to use MacBooks, so I ended up going into logic. But oh, really, okay. it was kind of difficult for me too. I just kind of did the bare minimum. I didn't really touch much on there. Right. You know, I just did, you know, just whatever I could do to make sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that pretty loose thing was just like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure for some some people it was after a while they just they got it and some of us yeah. was like yeah. <laughs> and, and some people, you know, still use it to this day. You know, that was yeah. the first thing that they started using. They still use it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, it's your production sounds great. You know, just like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so I want to I want to talk about intellectual frequencies. So. um I don't. I may be wrong in this. I, I felt like there. It, it felt like a concept mm-hmm. to me. And like I said, I could be wrong. That's just kind of how I felt. It felt like a concept um, when going into creating this project. What was the mindset from you in creating this this EP? Well. <laughs> I need to put out something new. It's been so long since I've released Mm -hmm. a a rap project. Um, Because before that was Synergy, that was 2019. But that was a a collaboration project. So my Mm -hmm. last solo project was Growth. And that was 2017. So basically from 2017 to 2023, I was just dropping like singles or just like beat, you know, beat projects. So mm-hmm. I was like, it is time. It's been so long. What what's going on or why I haven't like put anything together? I guess just life was going on. <laughs> but right. Um, so it was just looking at that, looking at I need to put something out. And I definitely have grown and changed since 2017. And mm-hmm. I'm way more confident with my production that I would want to like create something with my production on it. Yeah. No, that's that's dope. I, I like that. Um, as far as with uh, that, that particular project with intellectual frequencies, like mm-hmm. um, um, you can tell that um, like the, the reason why I like it so much is because it it sounds, it really does sound like you're in a different place. Yes. It it sounds like, you know, the, the beat sound as if it's just like I just want to do something different. The rhymes, it's like I just want to say different things. Like, um was was that kind of, you know, like you said, you hadn't put anything out since 2019, but you also grown too. So mm-hmm. um and and I, I feel like that's that's what you wanted to do with that particular project. Absolutely. I definitely wanted to just put something out there because most of those tracks I was sitting on since 2020. And I knew I was like, oh, these are so great. These these are really good set out there. Um and I 
that realization of like Javon, you're not like any other rapper. And I know a lot of people say that, but I, I feel that in my body when I'm amongst my peers too, of like mm-hmm. this sound does not sound like anyone else, though it has the influences of people like with this project had the influences of people like Pharrell, the Neptunes, little brother, mm-hmm. you know, I had some B-boy sounds in there. You know, it yeah, it still was very much like this is not out. No, nothing like this is out there. And that's because, you know, I did produce it and I t- typically just create everything from scratch. So mm-hmm. you're definitely not going to hear anyone else on top of it or hear anyone, you know, who has made something like this before. So, yeah, that definitely it, in, in a way, it wasn't like the intention, but, you know, it's in the back of my mind subconscious of like, yeah, I have a different sound and I'm going to put it out there. It's great. It, like, I think it's a great project. And I think a lot of people uh, would say the same, you know, from the feedback that I have received from it. Mm-hmm. And like I've heard people say, I've never heard anything like this before. Right. But it, but but you still rock with that, like as if it is something that you've heard before. Like you're still mm-hmm. nodding your head because you know sometimes yeah. when people hear things that they never heard, they kind of just kind of stand offish. But you nodding your head, it's it right. gotta be good, you know. Yeah. So no doubt, I I always say that even if it's different, like nodding your head is universal. Like mm, that's true. <laughs> the fact that you can feel it and what like whether you just you know whether anything as long as you're not nodding your head and you're and you're feeling it that's always going to be here you know that's true that's true so what i've also seen too is like with you it's like you collaborate a lot yes um i've also seen um you collaborate with uh aniba hotel yeah um and i want to shout them out my cousin is actually in that group. So shout cousin? out to uh, uh, Neri. Oh, okay. Shout out to Neri. Mm-hmm. Small world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I just love the, the collaboration with, uh, with, with, with an MC with a band. Um, yes. Because I, I feel like, you know, of course, you know, with hip hop, it's always been two turntables, a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always going to be a part of the culture and a part of, it's always going to be there. Um, what is the, for for you, what is that significance in collaborating with a band to perform yeah. songs? Yeah. Well, first off, shout out to Aniba, um, the Soul Star Collective. Yeah. First, I, I just want to give them a shout out. And also um, it's an, I think this is a great gem for a hip hop artist because this, their band, they do original music, but they also do a lot of covers and mm-hmm. you don't see that that often from a hip hop artist. So when they do call me on, I'm doing, you know, Lauren Hill and Missy Elliott and like all the different, like, you know, female MCs. Okay, and you they, you too. okay. Yeah, okay. I do, I, so far since I've I've been working with them, I've done the covers, mm-hmm. and you know you don't see that that much. Um, and shout out to D2G because I know that he also does that for a living. Um, you know, works with wedding bands and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's an amazing opportunity for hip hop artists to tap into that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you don't like if some if you're getting married, you don't always come across hip hop bands or someone that can do hip hop. So, you know, you know, get that little side hustle money, you know, uh-huh. uh, but also <laughs> tap into different spaces um, yeah. because because and now I'm tapping into the question now with the band. I've never there. There's been certain opportunities I was never able to get just by myself or with just a DJ. Right. Um, when I started working with the band, the first show that I did was a So Far Sound show. And if y'all don't know about So Far Sounds, it's a concert where people. Mm-hmm. It's a secret show, so you you can buy a ticket, but you don't know who's performing until you get there. And then you sit down and you experience them, you know, and it's with a live band or, you know, some kind of live instrumentation. So once Mm -hmm. I got my band together, which was, again, networking, my basis Mm -hmm. was in in my film class at Columbia and then me going to different shows. And, you know, I just put myself out there like on Facebook, like, hey, I'm looking for a drummer and this, this, that. Then I got my band together. And then once I did like those first few shows, people were like, oh, I, I want you to do this festival and that festival. So mm-hmm. working with the band definitely opens up the horizons and the different platforms that you can perform on. So I really have grown a lot working with the band, like a live band. Um, the other thing I would say is... Um, it's really cool to see your music being played live because most of mm-hmm. my, you no, know, most, most of my, you know, music is all tracks or like produced through a computer and mm-hmm. my bandmates, like, I don't, as a producer, I don't, I don't know how to write music or like transpose it for like a saxophone player or like, I don't really know scales. Like I can't hear, I like they call a perfect pitch. I can't hear it and be like, that's a B flat, play a B flat. And then, it, you know, I have to, hum, I have to hum it out. So that's like the hip hop in me is like, I, I just got to hum it out and then they have to just learn everything by ear. So mm-hmm. it's really fascinating watching them just kind of create, you know, from what they, from what they hear. And it's something else that I, that I thought about, but I, those, those things kind of stick out to me as well. It's just like, the different space and hearing that music mm-hmm. being played differently. Um, and yeah, it, Oh, that I just thought about it. Performing with a live band, kind of similar. If you're performing with different, if you're performing with a group of MCs, they just bring the energy out of you in a way yeah. that you can't like when you're just by yourself, I, I never feel the same. Like, but even if it's just like with the drummer, I had a show recently where it's just me playing the tracks and then my drummer playing over it, that, that even brought up a lot of energy that just doing it by yourself just doesn't hit the same. So when you have multiple people playing their energy and they're feeding off of your energy and then everybody else's energy that's in the room witnessing it, that depth, like it's some it's something that that every artist should experience especially a hip-hop artist mm-hmm. no that that's that's super dope like this and i haven't got a chance y'all to see javon 
uh, rock the stage live. But I promise you, I'm going to be out there and uh, try to get out there, man. I want to see, uh, like, I've seen the videos and I could tell that energy with with her and the band. And um, I, I'm just, I'm loving the vibe that I'm, that I'm seeing uh, with, with you and the band. So I, I'm, I'm coming to the show. I'm coming to the show. Yeah. I got to. Yeah, we got a couple shows coming up. So I'll, I'll you know, I'll okay. send you the And uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the next yeah. show I have is um October 26th. That one, I am going to have a drummer for that. It'll be tracks and drums. So okay. it's, it's going to be great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, please let me know. I'm, I'm going to try to get out there. Um, so I do have one final question. Um, so I, I've been having discussions uh, about um, just, just in general about hip hop. You know, we just we celebrated uh, 50 years mm -hmm. uh, of hip hop and I was kind of curious because I think one of the discussions that I was having was about uh, this artist named Sexy Red. Okay. <laughs> and, and in these conversations, a lot of people were telling me like, well, you know, if, if you don't like her or like her music, it's just you being a misogynist. And I'm like, well, okay. let And, you know, I'm, I, I sit there and I listen to it and I'm just like, okay. And I'm not saying that there isn't misogyny in how people feel about uh, female rappers. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also feel like, just like with a man, like with, with men rapping, there's mm -hmm. going to be people that you don't like right. as far as the music. You may not vibe with the music. It may not be what I'm used to listening to. Mm -hmm. So in conversation, I've always like I've always said that, especially with that sexy red conversation, I said I like I think that two things can be right at the same time. Exactly. Where I feel like there is some level of misogyny, but I also feel like there just may be a level of people who just don't rock with it. It's not on it's not, you know, it, it may not it it it's that may not hit them the way that something else would. And I think about, you know, artists like, like not just with Sexy Red, but I think of artists like you mm -hmm. who are in this space that is basically a, a, a male-dominated, Black male-dominated space. Mm -hmm. What has your journey been like in this, in this space? Yeah. Um, I honestly would say like, it's been, it's been great. I would say it's been great overall. I do myself, you know, I, I never really felt so much of like, I can't, I got to make room for myself because I'm a woman and I got to, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, I feel like there's always been a space and maybe it's because of the time and the era that I came into hip hop, you know, the mm -hmm. 2010s. So, you know, a lot of that fight wasn't really there, but right. also I'm not going to put myself in spaces that I'm not comfortable in or I don't feel <laughs> welcome in. And um, yeah, I feel like I've performed in, in certain, like, you know, at certain shows that felt like, eh, like this ain't really my crowd, but 
you you know mm-hmm. it's all live it's all live and learn type of thing and then also with me i'm not i'm not really like a freestyle artist so sometimes i do kind of feel a little timid when i'm in like certain spaces where people mm-hmm. are like hardcore hip-hop and it's like i love that kind of hip-hop but then i also feel like i'm a little shy a little bit reserved um so you just have to navigate and find like what spaces fit for you and yeah. um yeah there that's and that's the beauty of like the music um right now is like there's so much music out there for somebody to like or or not like but you can go and find something that you like and that's okay like just because you know you say like sexy red may not be much of your taste that doesn't make you massage like misogynistic in my opinion you right. know everyone got their own thing you know but but it's mm-hmm. but in the same vein it, it is you know great that people you know have the agency over their bodies they can talk about it that's their that's their right and everything mm-hmm. that could be a whole nother conversation for another day as far as right. like, the mess- right. it, like the messages that's being put out there uh but it can be a blessing and a curse when it's like yeah like i want i can talk about whatever i want there's music for everybody but then it's also like the messaging and like what's the impact that that's gonna have or the legacy that's gonna leave in the future mm-hmm. so it's you know it's like to each his own you know and just i guess at the end of the day respect my you know where i stand and don't try to push you know what you think or what i should listen to on me like mm-hmm. people just need to have respect and just know that there's something for everybody yeah absolutely like i i um i also like like i i I've been somewhat in the scene. Sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I don't, you know, and I always wanted to know from from a, a, a woman's perspective, because it's like, I know the game for, for men can be kind of different, but also in the same vein as well. You, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's it's kind of like with like when we talk about with Colombia, you just gotta find your people, yeah. um, and and I, and you're absolutely right because in 2010, I think the game and the circles in the game changed, right? Because it was a lot of, you know, it, it's you got you got a whole lot of different crowds that like different things, exactly. So. It's it's easy to find your your group now, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas back then, it didn't seem it just seemed like everybody was just like there, you know. Right. No, it was just like you had to be here, you had to be here, you had to be there. Right. And and I and I right and, I, and I've even said to a couple of friends who are in in this in these spaces like I'm not a battler at all. I can freestyle my ass off, but I'm not a battle rapper. So I would feel weird being in the space of that. Like I would sit there and watch battle rap, but like I wouldn't participate in it because that's just not my thing, you know. And 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 then it's just like in in it seemed like in the industry, like like you don't know what anybody's motives Mm -hmm. are. Are they really trying to help you get to where you want to go? Or are they trying to do, are they trying, they're looking to do something. And, and I always wonder from a female perspective in the game, 
how much are you up against the ones that really want to help you or the ones that are just actually looking for something? The question. I definitely lean towards people that, you know, want to help. Um, I like, I feel like people that just want just because like once wants to hear me just because it's like, doesn't really have a purpose, you know, I, I want to make mm -hmm. sure every move that I'm making, every show that I'm doing, like, makes sense. Because, like, mm -hmm. at this point, I feel pretty seasoned, you know. And, of course, like, you know, I could be, well, I, it's crazy because my friend would, would be telling me, like, you know, you actually done a lot of stuff, too. Like, you're well accomplished and, you know. But then, of course, people have their own versions of success and what success looks like. You know, mm -hmm. I, may, I may not be on the mainstream level, but, you know. I am accomplished in my own right. I am successful in my own right. But, I, you know, and at the same time, I can be saying like, no, like I'm not going to just do this just because or just because you're my friend, you know, like it just has to make make sense. It has to be the right opportunities because I'm all about building up and not staying stagnant. Right. So, yeah. Definitely. So I know I said that was the final question, but I do have <laughs> one more question. Okay. One more question and then we out of here. All right. Javon Landry is on tour, got her own show. Okay. Who is rocking the show with you? Whoa. This can be like, this is like my first tour? Yes. Okay, my first tour. Okay. I've, so I'm going to be the realistic you know, Javon's my first tour. I've always talked about bringing my girl Fury on. Fury hip-hop, mm. Chicago hip-hop artist. Um, we both have live bands, so I think we would do really well on tour with that. Mm -hmm. And then, since we're going to different cities, whoever's going to be at that city that I know of, because what I envision for my first tour is a Midwest tour. So I know a couple people throughout the Midwest. And so um, I definitely would want to connect with whatever artist is in that city. Mm -hmm. So um, like Minneapolis, there's an artist named Destiny Roberts. And mm -hmm. then Detroit, my girl Abstract Jazz was on my song, You Better Ask. Yeah. Put her mm -hmm. on because she in Detroit mm -hmm. right now. Go to St. Louis. There's one artist named Bates that's out there. Super dope artist. So mm -hmm. um Definitely want to tour with someone from home, but whatever city that we touch, we, you know, feature someone from that city because I feel like it's only right because I would be a new performer of those cities. I performed in St. Mm -hmm. Louis before, but, mm -hmm. you know, you want to be able to put people on. You don't want to just be taking up space in somebody else's city without bringing somebody from that city on. Yeah. So that, that's why I envision. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. And, uh, I do want to say thank you again to Javon Landry for, for hanging out with us, for talking with us. Um, go listen to, go buy, go support all of Javon Landry's music. Check out Intellectual Frequencies. Um, if, uh, uh, for, for, for the ones who, who just enjoy just listening to beats, she does have the 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 uh, the instrumental version. Um, she's dropping the acapella version soon. So 
if you guys, you if you think you' about to, you know, do a like Danger Mouse did with the Gray album, mm-hmm. right out on that. But uh, please uh, give your socials or wherever else they can uh, check you out from music and all that stuff. Yes, yes. So you can follow me on all social media platforms under the name J Leslie Monique, J L E S L I E M O N I Q U E. I'm on YouTube under Javon Landry. I have a music channel um, entitled One Third MC. So O N E T H I R D E M C E E. Um, and me on Facebook everywhere. And then my music is also on all platforms under the name Jovan Landry. All right. Please do yourself a favor. Check out all this music. I promise you, you will you will bob your head. You'll you'll just you'll you'll sense the 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 vibes and all of that stuff. Trust me. Trust me, trust me. Y'all go check out check her out. Follow her. You know, come out to the shows. Thank you again to Javon Landry for rocking with us again. Thank y'all for listening to the Dope Session Podcast. And we are out of here. Peace. Peace.